0: It sounds good. What's going on, brother?
1: Oh, not much. Not much. How you been?
0: I can't complain. I can't complain too much anyway. <laughs> Just working, trying to get it together. Starting to cool off though, finally. So I like that part.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's not cold here yet, but um, the the army saved me. But born, being born and raised in South Alabama, I, I still don't like the cold.
0: Oh, uh, see, I I. You know what made me not like the cold was being a drill sergeant out there in the Midwest. <laughs> that, oh. that did it for me. After that, I don't ever have to be cold again.
1: Man, those uh those Missouri winters. What, what made it worse is it was just bitter, like wet bone chilling cold. It wasn't even good snow.
0: No, it was like bone chilling, stupid. I remember one year it snowed in May, but like that one year I got like I was out. We were, I think it was like winter of thirteen. I think I got like hypothermia out there. I didn't even go get treated, but like I ain't never been right ever since.
1: <laughs> it's, it's brutal out there, man. Uh, the, we had we had some cold, um, we had some cold fuel problems. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I remember one time I was like, "Don't even dig no hose Price. Just go find me some firewood. Let's build a fire." <laughs> it was that,
1: that you let that let that fire go out when you on when you on duty. See what happens.
0: Yep, not, not not today. You better not. Especially when we would do like a phase three when we didn't even have the hard sites. You know, we'd be out there and then I'd be like, yeah, no, you better not let that fire go out. Like, give me a fire pit out here. We're burning fire the whole time, making it happen because I would not be cold. And then Vortex heaters didn't do nothing. So, talking about no. warm tent, they didn't do nothing. Nope.
1: Get, a good, get that good old-fashioned pot belly and make it turn red.
0: That's it. That's the only way to get it done.
1: So, all right, man. So, you ready to do this?
0: Let's get into it, brother.
1: All right, man. All right. So, welcome back to greatness and fitness. The Robert and Cornelius discussion. I'm one half of this do some duo, Robert Camp of E28 Fitness. On the other side of this conversation is Cornelius Deloach, founder, creator, CEO of Getting to Greatness. How you doing, battle? on fitness talking about comparison and how it affects good or bad uh, affects us mentally and how we view our goals and aspirations. so earlier today we were when i sent you the message um you said you've been reading a lot about on it so you want to you want to start this one off
0: yeah i can start on it so um it comes to like comparison our lives i think that the day and age right now you got people out there that compare themselves to people on instagram and all this social media age they're talking about how throughout our lives we tend to compare ourselves to other people with this like instant gratification generation we have nowadays with all the social media stuff going on like People aren't aren't posting their failures. They're only posting their success. So we're comparing ourselves to like this false image of what we think is going on with people in their lives. You know, they're only posting the highlights versus the day-to-day activities. You know, on the outside looking in, it looks great, looks peachy, looks rosy. looks like they're living their best life when in actuality they could be struggling the whole entire time. And then we're comparing ourselves to that false image of what they've got going on versus the reality of the day-to-day and what people are actually doing.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Um, I forgot who said it or where I heard it from, but um, about you know social media and comparing ourselves to what we see, is that you know don't don't get caught up comparing your blooper reel to somebody else's ESPN highlights.
0: Yeah, you can't do it. I mean, like, I think that that's why. Like, for me, at least with my kids, you know, I made it a point to try to try to like stop them from you know being on social media a lot growing up you know, until they get to a certain age, like my younger kids, they don't, they, they know about Instagram, but they're not like on Instagram or none of that stuff because I don't want them comparing themselves to other people from the get go. Like they have to figure out who they are first before they can think about, you know, what they want to be compared to someone else. Yeah,
1: I, I, I agree. Um, one, one thing I was thinking about as far as comparison goes um, in, in my neck of the woods, as far as, you know, fitness and personal training and stuff like that is mm-hmm. that, it all too often we see somebody come in into the gym into a CrossFit gym into you know whatever scenario personal training and they have this goal and I think comparison attaching comparison and your self worth is connected to putting your happiness attaching your happiness to a goal meaning Hey, once I lose these 50 pounds, I'm going to be happy. Hey, once I earn this medal, I'm going to be happy. Hey, once I make this amount of money, I'm going to be happy. You know what I mean? So to further that comparison for the sake of and as in the check or seeing where you're at, I'm okay with. Comparison to the extent where this person has what I want, and I'm not going to be happy until I get that. If we're attaching happiness or our comparison to a specific static point on our path or our journey, I think is one of the biggest pitfalls I've seen from the fitness and personal training side of it.
0: Brother, I I don't think – I don't think you could have hit any, any, any closer to the nail. Cause I mean, whenever it comes to that, you know, I think I I look at that as a different word. I don't necessarily say comparison. Like that's just jealousy and envy (laughs) because when you're comparing yourselves to someone else and what they have, you don't, like I said, you don't know how much work they put in or what it took for them to get to where they are. And for you to try to attach yourself to that and what they want, you know, like, I don't want this person to have this much money or I don't want this person to be, you know, have abs cause I don't have abs, but you don't know what they did to get to where they are. Yeah.
1: And you hear you know, truly successful people um, and I, the word success sometimes has a negative connotation because a lot of times we say the word success and we, we attach a dollar sign to it. Mm. As opposed to you, know, you can be a successful stay-at-home mom. Yes. Be a successful stay-at-home dad or a father. So success in the true sense of the word people see these successful people out here and maybe they are successful and you view that as, you know, making, you know, a hundred thousand a year or making, you know, a hundred million a year, or whatever the case may be. And you, you hear about overnight success. Well, he he was overnight success. And I, I don't, I don't want to misquote him, but I think it was Kevin Hart and I'm, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not positive. Um, about i wasn't overnight success you know how many times i was broke and hungry and working <laughs> comedy clubs and getting just enough money to buy food or pay for the rent or keep the heat on there's no true success is not overnight it takes years and years and years of sacrifice and like you said pops up onto the scene but they don't see all that hard work that it went into it
0: beforehand They don't. I I read somewhere they say overnight success takes 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it could be could be uh, faster or shorter for some people. But like the grind, you can't like you said, you can't compare your compare like your journey to other people's journeys. And like success is measured differently for different people. Like but that's where I go back to where you have to know yourself before you can uh, get out there with everyone else. Because if you don't know yourself, then it's easy for you to get lost in, in other things because not knowing yourself plays to like you not knowing what you want initially. And like you said, that, that whole goal goal setting is important, but if you attach it to something tangible and you don't know like who you are truly at the core, once you get there, you're still not going to be happy. It's just now you've accomplished that. And then you're still going to be empty. Yeah,
1: exactly. Talk to retired professional athletes. They pay for, you know, five, 10, 15 years, whatever the case may be, they win, championships or medals or whatever the case may be with well, that happiness is short-lived. I mean, how many professional athletes have we heard of that made millions upon millions of dollars and now they're broke?
0: Right. I mean, if you don't have, a, if you don't put a plan in action, it don't matter how much money you make, you're going to lose all of it. Cause they say fast, easy, easy, come easy, go. So like if the, and and for the at the same time for those professional athletes though money might not have been there um I mean they obviously enjoyed it if they spent it all you know and partied and this and the third but money probably wasn't their motivation to begin with yeah I think if you look at a guy like Michael Jordan or you know he's like the greatest of all time would he still have been a basketball player if he didn't make that much money I I would have to say yes oh I agree I agree and so.
1: to like you said something tangible and once we have it well then what Right. so I couldn't agree with you more is that you have to know who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and understand that that person is going to change perfect example that you gave is Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. he was I'll say it except well at least in my lifetime has been the single greatest basketball player that's played the game
0: yeah, I I I don't think that that's a, a a point of discussion. I'm pretty sure most people think he's the greatest. Yeah. It, I mean, it's probably who...
1: there's there's argument for you know Kobe. He's you know at different times, but Michael Jordan is no longer that an active basketball player, right? But he he is still a very successful individual in the business world now.
0: He definitely is,
1: and I I think that goes back to your point that you. Know, you success or happiness and comparing your current situation to somebody else's because you like you said you have to know who you are as a person and understand what you're doing right now may not be what you are doing 20 years from now
0: right and you have to be able to morph and change like i think that for people out there uh, if you're listening to this right now Like we talked about, you can't attach it to like a certain amount of money or a certain thing, because, I mean, if you're not happy with where you are right now, like any profession, whether you're a teacher, whether you're in the Army, whether you're a professional athlete, if you're not happy with where you are right now and what you're doing and you're not living your purpose, then you're never going to feel successful, no matter how much money you make or how little you make. I, I, I envy the guy who becomes an entrepreneur follows his passion and he makes $70,000 a year because he's truly living what he wants to do with his life, living his purpose, living his passion. And he might not make a lot of money compared to everybody else, but he gets to do what he wants to do. He does not have a problem waking up every day because he gets to go and do what he actually wants to do with his life versus what someone else has to tell him for a certain amount of money.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I think that goes back to um, not necessarily – I don't, I don't want to say happy with where you're at because that gives the, the connotation of, okay, well, I've, I've got to where I want to be. Now I can rest on my laurels, kick my, kick my feet up, and not do anything. So, so the people that you're talking about that are successful, that are entrepreneurs, that are out there busting their butt. They're not – at least the ones I've seen, the podcasts that I've listened to, the books that I've read, they don't stop once they reach no. a, a certain quote unquote level or quote unquote, you know, bank account number forever, if we're, we're going to attach a bank account to it, because th- these people have that drive, they're never just going to stop. It's not, all right, I'm going to bust my butt. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to retire at 50. When the national retirement age now, I think is like 68 or 70. If you're that big of an entrepreneur and you're, You make enough money, truly enough money to retire at 30, you're not stopping because that is who you are as a person. And you're going to continue that passion until, A, you can't physically do it or that passion turns into a different journey or different avenue that you're going to go down.
0: Right. I mean, but those people, like you said, they're living their purpose, their passion. And so, like, it ain't like work for them even though it might be like from someone else and they are working hard, but they're living their true purpose that what they actually supposed to be doing here on this earth. I think that for people, we all have like a, you know, something that we're called to do. And if you can find that thing, especially when you learn, learn yourself, know yourself and not compare yourself to outside entities, then then like you could do it forever. Like once I retire from the army, what I do next will totally be my passion and what I actually want to do for my life. And I don't, I don't know if I'll ever quit that. I think I'll probably do that forever.
1: All right and and I agree. I'm li- I'm right there right now. Growing up. Right. That's all I wanted to be was a soldier. That's it. Like it, it's cliche. Hey Robert, little kid, you know, 8 9 10 year old Robert, what are you going to be? I want to be a soldier. I want to be an army. That's it. That's it. That's all I ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I think I was about I don't know. E4 specialist, E5 sergeant. Um, And I was at Fort Benning, and my platoon sergeant at the time, he was going through uh, the retirement process, and I was like, "Hey, when, when did you know it was time to retire? Like, you know, twenty years I'm out, twenty five years I'm out." He was like, "Honestly, you'll know when you know, you know." Right. Well, I was like twenty two years old. I was like, "Thanks, that's vague. That tells me nothing. That didn't answer any of my questions, but whatever." But I tell you what, brother, he was right. When that passion and that drive starts to shift and starts to change. Well, then mm-hmm. it's time to do something else.
0: It's was, tough, man.
1: I was, I, I, am... to a, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast, um, a guy by the name of Ben Bergeron. Mm. He was talking about when you're doing something or when you're doing what you think you like, are you thinking about anything else? Because wow. if you're doing something and you're thinking about doing something else, that uh-huh. something else is probably that passion that you need to chase now.
0: Wow. I never even thought about it like that before, but that, that totally makes sense.
1: And uh, and that was spot on. And that's, that's, I mean, that's when I knew it was time for me to, to retire and, you know, chase my current passion of, you know, coaching and personal training and helping people get healthier and better because – that's what was on my mind.
0: That's it. I got to tell you, though, I'm jealous because as a kid, I never knew I was going to be in the military. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, I think I made a joke. I posted it a while back about how um, how did all the G.R.O.T.C. kids end up not being in the military. And I ended up here because I'm not even going to lie. I never even knew I was going to be in the Army. And I think like I love being a soldier and I somehow like I'm naturally good at the things the army you know has us do but i think that um leadership and mentoring the army afforded me that opportunity but that's all i think
1: yeah and, and it does that being and we say leading and mentoring please know that any military people that are watching this your the rank on your chest does not define you as a leader i know lower enlisted soldiers that are phenomenal leaders that can lead their battle buddies any, any day of the week so that rank on your chest does not define you as a leader or a mentor. You can be a leader at any level. You can mentor at any level as long as you have that passion for helping people achieve their individual goals. You take joy in other people succeeding.
0: Yeah, no matter what situation you're in, you'll build a, you, you will be who you are regardless. So, I mean, some people are natural leaders. Some people, I think that you can learn leadership aspects and how to be a leader, but some people are just born to be leaders. And that's just what it is. I, I, I remember I went to um, Fort Knox this summer and I went out and uh, went to the museum for General Patton, the Patton Museum there. And uh, I was I read one of the quotes that was on the wall. General Patton, someone asked him what leadership meant. And he's like, I don't know what leadership is, but I got it. <laughs> so <laughs> it is funny because like exactly, you know, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, you may not be able to put it into words yourself tangibly, but like the the characteristics and the traits of leadership can inherently be in you without you knowing how to define it with words.
1: Oh, I agree, I agree. And I also agree that leadership, just like anything else, leading, mentoring, caring about people, it's just like anything else. It's the skill. And skills can be taught and skills can be learned. right? Uh, Sometimes those skills, others learn faster and they come easier than others. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I firmly believe that nearly every skill or I don't want to say trait, but If it's out there, it's teachable. True. Regardless of what it is.
0: I can agree with that. It's a a skill that that, that can be practiced and can be refined upon. And um, you can learn it and do it. But just basically what I was trying to say about it all was that you got to be who you are inherently. You know, and some people are just, you know, not happy in that aspect. But I like that. I said, I like the fact that the Army allowed me to be myself genuinely, especially when I was a drill sergeant. Like, I, I was 100% there. Like, like I could be myself without having to, to kind of mask it, I guess, or, or worry about people's other outside aspects. I could be one-on-one and teach and people and do those things at any point in time, you know?
1: Oh, 100%. That's probably you know, the toughest most mentally physically draining two years of my army career but probably one of if not the most and one of the most rewarding assignments I had 21 years in the army
0: oh without a doubt like I tell people that even now like I've had easy easy assignments hard assignments being a drill sergeant probably was the toughest but I knew every single day I made a difference like there's a bunch of little people out there with the low you know, my <laughs> sayings, my quotes that I influenced, but without a doubt, I made an impact on those people that they never forget me.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you, you still, I still see it from this day. There's still mentors that I had in the army that I'll reach out to every so often mm-hmm. for advice or, you know, dir- direction or asthma check. And I still people, I get message random from people that, and it's, it's funny when people reach out to you that you're like, I, I didn't think you got it. Like I didn't, I didn't think I was making a difference or, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think we connected. And then out of the blue, Hey, got a question for you. All right. Hey, I, I need, need some advice. Hey, I need some help. And it just, I don't, I don't want to like blow up my head or anything or blow up your head or anything, but it makes you feel good knowing that I, I truly helped this person for no other reason except to help this person
0: exactly and that's where it is that if you find joy and excitement in that it's crazy like like that that aspect of it like how how what's the true measure of a person when you can give someone something without expecting anything in return other than just to make them better that's just something else that, that separates you from from this regular
1: yeah absolutely and i think we got a little off topic a little a little off topic um But I don't want people to get me wrong. I want people – I mean, there's individuals that we all look up to um, or maybe set our goals or, you know, like like Tim Robbins or Andy Frisilla. I mean, these these are motivational dudes. And trying to get that type of broad reach and broad impact could be a goal. Yeah. Hey, I want to reach, you know, 100 million people. Right. I think Tony Robbins sold out the Staples Center or something like that. Yeah. As a motivational speaker or a mentor or a leader, that may be a goal, but don't confuse a goal and comparing yourself to somebody with, like you said, jealousy, the the jealous portion of the comparison, because then no matter what you do, that joy and true happiness is never going to be there permanently.
0: Definitely not. You can't... um. To say don't, don't 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 and whenever you're out there and you're doing things, don't don't wait for the applause. Do it for the enjoyment of what it is, because they'll like the applause of people, it'll feed you one day and then starve you the next. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you can't lean on that. Yeah, you, you have to know who you are for soon And that's what I was kind of getting into when it came to like that leadership aspect. Like you have to know yourself in that aspect, because whenever you're out there and you're doing it, like if you don't know yourself when you hear it like so on the opposite end of the spectrum that we didn't really mention yet you're going to have people out there that don't like what you're doing you know like maybe they are jealous they are envious and they don't like what you're doing and if you're not confident in who you are you don't know yourself as a person you know you're not operating you're calling your gift. you could be swayed by that just as easy as if someone is applauding you and they pull you in that direction someone can pull you in the opposite direction by giving you a little bit of hate or whatever they call it and um Make you not want to do what you're doing, or not operating yourself. But if you're actually operating in your purpose and your calling, then you you can easily dismiss that and continue to do what you're doing because you know you're in the right right place, going in the right direction.
1: Man, you hit it. You hit it on the head. You can't.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, those outside influences, whether they're pot or whether you view them as positive or negative, like you said, if you if you don't know your true calling and your true passion, and, that, and those are those are the comparison marks that you're guiding yourself off of. Oh, are are do people like me? Do people not like me? It's like you said. It's gonna, it's gonna affect you hard. It's going to affect you hard if you don't know who you are. You right. Know? I mean, that's that's perfectly
0: said. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't wait like you said. You can't wait on people. You can't wait there. You got to be who you are. Like you know, because like all the time I get it. You know, they're like, hey, you post too much, or you're too loud, or you're this, you're that. But like look at as our leaders, as our mentors, they aren't, like, always humble, you know, and I, I'm not saying, like, be, be cocky or whatever, you want to have humility, but, like, this false narrative that we tell people, you know, like, lessen yourself for the comfort of other people, that's got to go, because the people that we look at as, as our heroes, you know, like, like, throughout history, George Washington, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, the people that were, like, going against the grain, per se, like, they didn't have, like, I mean, they were humble in their actions, but, but they operated genuinely 100% themselves, and they didn't, wait for the approval of other people to be able to do what they did. They just did it because they knew what it was right and they knew themselves confidently enough in order to like not make sure it didn't matter what other people said. They did what was right because they had to be done.
1: Uh, absolutely. And I, I think, I think we've taken the, you know, be, be humble in your actions. I, I agree with you that we take it too far. Being humble is doing your passion for the sake of your passion, not for the sake, like you said, for the sake of the applause, right? If we're out there looking for applause, hey, look at me, then, okay. Well, now, now we do need, now we do need to humble ourselves a little bit. But if you're out there for the sake of the betterment of the individual or the industry or whatever your passion is, be loud about it. But if you're going to be loud, you better be the best at it.
0: It's funny, man. I like I laugh at people, you know, I'm not going to get into like politics like per se, but it's funny. But we talk I was watching um watching the news the other day and they were talking about President Trump. And he had uh, a lot of the CEOs from like uh, Enterprise and hotel chains. He had them all come to the White House like for this thing. And he was like they said he walked into the room and he was like, hey, guys, like all of you guys are rich. So if you think in any way you came here, I'm going to subsidize your company, you know, give you extra money for your company or, you know, give you less taxes like you're wrong. Like we came here to help people in the sense, he's like, if, if there's a bridge in your city that needs to get built, that'll help the infrastructure or moving people to this way, we can talk about things like that. But I ain't coming here to give you no money, you know? Yep. And I had to laugh at it because, like, like a person that's, like, uh, worried about, like, just trying to appease other people wouldn't make a statement like that. They would totally just be like, hey, you know, we'll see what we get there. And they may, may, may just beat around the bush. He was like, hey, we can all come here to have a good time, but make no, no mistake about it. This is why we're here and this, this is why we're not here, you know? Hundred percent, and being confidently like politics aside, you got leaders have to have that aspect. You know, people have to have genuinely themselves, regardless of the situation or or the environment that they're in.
1: Oh, absolutely! I, I think that that's. But you 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 were talking about Patton. Patton was a cocky dude. Yeah, but I mean, he got the job done.
0: He did, regardless.
1: And and then on the complete opposite side. You can't tell me Martin Luther King wasn't cocky. You can't. No, you can't. Personality completely different than Patton. Absolutely. They're two totally different individuals. Right. But Martin Luther King never bit his tongue for the sake of trying to make somebody else happy. He did not. And I, I think that goes back to what you're saying. You can't lessen yourself. Well, how's that saying go? Um, don't don't dim your light just to have somebody else's light shine brighter or something like that. All right. There's enough
0: light for everybody out here. Yeah.
1: You just have to go get it and stop comparing where you're at with where somebody else is or where you think somebody else is. Because like you said, you're seeing their highlight reel, not their bloopers.
0: Exactly, man. So,
1: well, i, I think that's a that's a good stopping point what do you think
0: i'm with it, brother hey made a lot of good points but the people out there hopefully they take some value from it they at least at least get out there and think don't take my word for anything i say go out there research learn learn something new every day shake it up you know that way you figure out whatever you need to do maybe you need to just take some time away from social media you know like don't get out there, you know, don't, don't check your Instagram every day. Like if you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is checking Facebook and Instagram. And that's probably your sign right there that you need to figure out something else. If you're waiting for those thumbs up or those likes, you probably should be doing something else. I mean, I, it's bad because I forget about it sometimes like, and I post a lot, but I forget about social media sometimes because <laughs> I have a real life that I'm doing and I'm operating again. And like I said, that, that if the first thing you do is think about that, then you probably should check your asthma and make sure that you figure out what you actually want from your life, not just waiting for the applause of other people or the or the, the acknowledgement from other people, so you can operate 100 percent yourself. Agreed.
1: I I I have nothing to follow that with.
0: All right, brother. All
1: right, always a pleasure, battle.
0: Always a pleasure. I love it.
1: All right, brother. Talk to you later.
0: All right. Yeah. To have a good one. All right, you too. Later. Uh-